Welcome to the 32nd Book Club Podcast. It's a place for people who want to read more books and be in book clubs but don't really have time to do either. I take care of that for you. This is a very special edition just to make the most of the rest of the summer that you have here in the Twin Cities. Julie Jo Severson is here talking about her book, Secret Twin Cities. And she's scouted out some of the coolest places to go with your family and the stories behind them because everything has a story. It's so cool. So, Julie, I have to say I was really intrigued with one place that starts with going through an old white tunnel that leads to a park hidden below street level in St. Paul. Talk about Sweet Hollow Park. Sweet Hollow is in the lush 18-acre ravine, as you said, on the east side of St. Paul, hidden below street level. And along with the story is a picture and the location of a historical white tunnel near Ham's Brewery that leads into that area. And I really recommend taking a morning to walk through that tunnel and into Sweet Hollow while talking to your kids about its rich history. For nearly 100 years, Sweet Hollow was a hidden, little-known settlement where working-class immigrants, primarily from Sweden, Poland, Italy, and Mexico, would live in makeshift shanties while rebuilding their lives. They'd actually arrive in St. Paul on trains and then walk with their suitcases through that same tunnel. It was the only way in there at the time. And eventually the settlement was declared a health hazard, was all burned down in the mid-1950s, and then transformed into a park. And it's so quiet down there, it's really, truly hard to believe what was once there. It's hard to believe there's a city above you. Um, And through Sweet Hollow runs the Bruce Vanto Regional Trail. If you head north on that trail, you'll pass by Old Ham's Brewery. And if you head south, you'll pass through the super cool 7th Street Improvement Arches and onto the Bruce Bainton Nature Sanctuary, which is also um, a very interesting place, by the way, with 450 million year old bluffs and historical plaques that'll tell about the, the area's rich Native American history. So you could you could spend some time there. This is not just a thing where maybe you go for an hour, maybe you pack the lunch and you, you do some exploring. Definitely, and then when you come back above to, to street level, go get some caramel rolls, at Sweet Hollow Cafe on 7th Street there, they have a secret caramel sauce that's so yummy. Okay, second on the list of uh, places to go in the Twin Cities before the end of the summer, you have Hot Sam's Antique Park. Where is that? What is that? Yes, at some point in your life, and it might as well be this summer, <laughs> you got to check out Hot Sam's Antique Park. It's, it's located on the south metro fringe of the Twin Cities in Lakeville. And it's not for everyone, but at the very least, it makes for some very interesting family selfies. (laughs) It's it's essentially a 10-acre wonderland of the weird, like I like to call it, but Jake Hood, the owner, calls it his junkyard with a sense of humor. And scattered throughout are eclectic Hollywood-like props, you know, such as a Finding Nemo car and Statue of Liberty, UFO, aliens, circus trailer with gorillas, my favorites are the giant Tweety Bird cage and the hippie van. Local groups and even some movie crews stop by here and they rent or purchase the pieces for theatrical purposes. But you can also just wander around and take pictures for a slight fee that helps keep the park going. And Jake, the owner, he's a third generation scrap collector. He began creating this place in 1985 as sort of a gift for his mother, Gladys. And Gladys was nicknamed Hot Sam, and she passed away in 2010, but she was quite a woman. Uh, she was too was a scrap collector, so she was really into this kind of stuff, but she was also a record-breaking race car driver. Um, if you do go, I hope you get a chance to meet Jake and his dog, Alley Oop. You'll see them around. 
And Jake is full of stories. He shared some with me and one that I include in the, in the book. So cool. And, and, and I was just thinking that's the, um, that's the stuff that you see right off of 35, right? When you're driving by Lakeville, that's that place yes. where you see the things. <laughs> Every yes, time you're like, what? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I drive by, I'm like, what is going on? And, but there's a place you can check out. All right. Number three on the list of things to see before the end of the summer, you have the China Friendship Garden. Pack a picnic and head to Phelan Park for an afternoon. There's a beautiful new China Friendship Garden. It's sort of a year-round oasis of weeping willows and lakes and streams. It's the first of its kind in the United States. This garden is meant to honor not only Minnesota's 35,000 Chinese immigrants and their descendants, but also the 80,000 Hmong who live in the state and claim Changsha China as their ancestral home. The focal point of the garden is this gorgeous pavilion. It's, it's inscribed with Chinese poetry and symbols from the Hmong culture. And the pavilion was gifted to us by Changsha China, who is one of St. Paul's sister cities. And oddly enough, in exchange for the pavilion, St. Paul gave Changsha a set of five peanuts character statues embellished with Minnesota state symbols. There's one Lucy, one Charlie Brown, one Linus, and two Snoopies. And these peanut statues, of course, symbolize St. Paul, the birthplace of Charles Schultz. You and your, after seeing the pavilion, you and your kids can decide for yourselves who got the better end of the deal of that gift exchange. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, next on the list of uh, places to go before the end of the summer, you have the Rock Island Swing Bridge and Park. I don't even know where that is. Where is that? Well, it's in Invergrove Heights. Um, And this truly was one of my favorite mornings while working on this book project. Um, It's a historical bridge. I call it the bridge to nowhere because it doesn't connect to anything anymore. Um, these days, it's actually a 680-foot pier that spans only partway over the, the Mississippi River. There's an end cap, of course, to keep you from falling off the edge and a nice little bench you can sit on to watch boats go by. I, I had the whole thing to myself one weekend morning. Um, but built, it was built way back in 1894. It was originally a full-length 1600 double-decker bridge for both trains and automobiles to cross Um, the Mississippi River between Invergrove Heights and St. Paul Park. And there's some fun history about it where gangster John Dillinger fled across it in a gun battle with local deputies. But since then, all kinds of things have happened to it. Segments have fallen off, parts of it caught on fire. But fortunately, citizens have stepped in to preserve it for history's sake. And so, you know, now it's a pier you can walk out onto. There's also a scenic outlook that you can walk up to to see the more views and a marina right next to it, you can bring your boat. And there's also a trailhead facility that connects to the Mississippi River Regional Trail if you wanna bring your bikes. So again, you can make a day of it. Speaking of the river, you say one of the best things to check out in the Twin Cities just to make the most of the rest of the summer is to go to the Minneapolis Riverfront. And you're thinking, well, you know, I mean, I drive over the 35W Bridge every day. I go over the bridge, you know, I'm by the riverfront. I, I didn't even know it. What do I do at the riverfront? What, what's what's yeah. to do? Yeah, I mean, in my opinion, no summer's complete without a day spent uh, exploring the Minneapolis Riverfront. This is truly the the birthplace of Minneapolis. And to make it super easy, you can order some box lunches to go at Wild Cafe right there on St. Anthony, Maine, with just a couple hours notice. Um, But, you know, I recommend starting off walking or biking. There's a 1.8 mile St. Anthony Heritage Trail loop. You can find that easily online, the starting points. And um, along that trail, you're going to enjoy great views of St. Anthony Falls while passing by the Mill Ruins, crossing Stone Arc Bridge, 
Water Park. And then at that point, you're going to be near Nicollet Island, which I feature in the book. So you'll definitely want to take time to explore that island. Uh, you'll find trails and bridges and street lamps, and graffitied walls, abandoned railroad tracks, and these gorgeous preserved Victorian houses that really make you feel like you're kind of in a time warp. And there's just so much great, great history surrounding this island that dates way back to when it was first used as a birthing place by the Dakota because the nearby St. Anthony Falls would drown out their cries and protecting them from their enemies. And on the north end of the island, you'll find stairs that lead down to an old bridge that, look, that connects to Boom Island where you can rent bikes and also to BF Nelson Park where you can read about all the birds that migrate along that route. So a full day. So then one more bonus thing. This is something that uh, didn't have a chance to share in the air, but Julie, you said that this is something, um, uh, a kind of a cool mini history lesson as well <laughs> and uh, something else to check out. What is that? Yeah, obviously I'm very much into history. These are all kind of mini history lessons, but one of the places I've come to appreciate the most because of its beauty and significance is the confluence of the Minnesota Mississippi rivers on Pike Island in Fort Snelling State Park. The place where the two where these two rivers come together is without a doubt one of the most powerfully historic places in the Twin Cities. You know, to European settlers, it was, you know, really the center of trade and military authority, but to many Dakota people who call it Bedote, this is a deeply sacred place. And you can briefly read more about that in the book and even listen to Dakota Voices talk about it before you go by going to a website that I include. And there are two different ways to get to that spot. You can either pay for a sticker at Fort Snelling State Park, or you can park for free above at historic Fort Snelling and hike down. But either way, you get to a footbridge and you can go if you go to the left, that's the Mississippi Riverside. If you go to the right, it's the Minnesota Riverside. Either way, you'll get to the confluence where the two rivers meet. It's a three-mile loop all the way around. There are other trails in the park as well. But always look at the um, Fort Snelling State Park website first because sometimes those trails get a little flooded. If you want to be more organized, if you want to get your family's life in order, and it just whatever you try doesn't seem to work, this might be the thing that does it for you. It's called the Lazy Genius Way. Embrace what matters, ditch what doesn't, and get stuff done. That's a book written by Kendra Adachi, and she's going to share the secrets of the lazy genius coming up next week here on the 30 Second Book Club podcast.